Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet out me instagram facebook sign up subscribe and listen please take the time send this to two friends that you think might like the show i have my lovely co-host Darrell noel i'm here i'm ready he's here he's ready i'm ready to go we're, we're getting to know each other we're, we're pacing each other out we have a guest who's kind enough to join us today who is a integrative wellness physician she's an actor she's a spokeswoman spokesperson she is going to educate me as well as all of us about healthier choices you can make small changes you can make both health wise and in the pursuit of passion whether you be just like the rest of us working a nine to five or whether you be a high performer and you're out there trying to do more and more and carve out your side hustle, build your brand, and expand yourself in future directions. So I am excited, without further ado, to introduce my dear friend. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you, Dr. Me. Stuti Gupta, or as her Brooklyn friends call her, Stutes. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah, New York City. <laughs> uh, I got, I got Brooklyn, Brooklyn roots. So, Stuti, tell us a little bit about where you find yourself in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills now, as a physician coming from a family of physicians. What's your biggest takeaway coming from uh, a family of physicians? I have a medical background. Yes, I went to med school, but I like to cons- 
consider myself more of a wellness, holistic, integrative spokesperson for the medical field by talking about more about the mind-body-spirit connection rather than the, you know, the normal traditional medicine that's practiced in the U.S. And I like to be able to tell people and how to incorporate all of that wellness, holistic aspect in being a better, you know, person, in pursuing their passion and going about life and being at their optimal wellness and, you know, state of mind and performance. I wouldn't say practicing physician, but yes, I mean, health and wellness is passion. Once you get the training or come from a family that are trained doctors to practice Western uh, medicine, uh, like how have you maintained this line of having the training, but also allowing yourself the personal freedom to color outside the line? I didn't do medicine because of my family. I actually used to rebel against it when I was younger because, I mean, I'm Indian origin, even though I'm American, born and raised in New York. I think through society or culturally, we just see everybody around us, like some Indians growing up, that that's what's expected of us. Like those are the only stable fields like law, medicine, engineering, like my mom's an electrical engineer and my dad, oh my gosh, like, you know, he's an oral surgeon, but he also has a medical, you know, like background and all the other girls in my family are pursuing medicine. My sister is a doctor. My youngest sister, she's a, she's a therapist. She just got her PsyD. I stumbled upon it by majoring in psychology when I was in college. And I didn't, I used to think, oh, I'll go into finance or go into law. And I wasn't sure. And psychology got me interested in medicine. And I thought, why not? If I wanted to further psychology, I'll become a psychiatrist. But while I was doing it and just through life and involvement and maturing, I realized like I'm more of a, I would rather do more innovative work as like an entrepreneur. And I told my family very early on, don't expect me to practice medicine because I would like to do more with it. And I did healthcare innovation and entrepreneurship after medicine, medical school. So how did that yeah. go over? Because oftentimes, you know, for, for peak performers, having that early, you know, sense that they are different and they're going to pursue a path comes with some resistance. Actually, I was always passionate about acting and being a performer, like on stage and, you know, very interested in the arts. So I always had that tug of war with the two, but I always had that mindset that an education is very important, a degree is important, especially wanting to be an independent woman. And the way my mom raised us, because we're three daughters, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I had that degree. Even though along the way, I did have doubts and I wanted, I had to reevaluate what I'm doing because I used to act on the side and I used to train and I'm like, why am I really doing this? And I had to reevaluate, like, is it really my passion or is it some voice that I was conditioned to thinking that is my voice and my interest? And that's why I'm doing medicine. But actually, I'm very passionate about health and how to be able to heal and treat people. And that knowledge is very powerful, whether I, you know, actively practice by seeing patients, but I think I can do more with my voice. So, so I always told my parents, I'm going to do the business aspect of it. And they were like, wait, what does that do? How does that, how does that work? And I'm like, 
like it'll happen you know it'll evolve and make me make my way and that's my pursuit of my dreams this intuition came to you at an early age i think through like a little bit before med school or while i was in med school i knew because i thought that i wanted to be a surgeon and i used to assist my friends in surgery thank god i had great friends um and i loved it and one surgeon actually who's <laughs> great a- friends because they let you do it or great friends yeah, because they ass- could complete the surgery <laughs> very funny i assisted them and i would stand there for six to eight to nine hours like it was and oh, we wow. would not break and you're just it's like an adrenaline rush like how sports like in sports we would stand there not realize like if somebody tells you to stand for two hours you're gonna feel the pain but when you're so concentrated on surgery and what's happening and what's going on over there and the patients under anesthesia it's like unbelievable and very interesting i mean you do it a few times it's cool you have the experience you get to suture and do all these things and i met this orthopedic surgeon who's very well known in new york and he's my dad's friend and he told me that it's all ego. He's like, it's ego that you become a surgeon. Um, I don't know that that doesn't apply to everyone, but it was just interesting to hear that perspective from a very successful surgeon to say that that's why they do it because they wake up super early. Their life is, you know, morning to, you know, their scheduling and doing post ops and in surgery, standing there for hours and hours. Well, and, it does speak to the mastery principle, right? That yeah. When the more surgeries you do and the more of a particular kind when you have a particular injury you're like that's the person I want to go to because yeah. you know they've focused on it Absolutely. they've seen variations of it mm-hmm. so there does tend to be at least when you portray it through TV shows and things like that a lot of confidence that yes. can come with that and, and some especially of the- with orthopedics you're like glamorized so it's kind of uh, similar to being a famous sports star or like an actor it's like you're you're like a star in the health you know like in medicine but it you know all of that looks great especially to your family and your wife and your kids like my dad's this or that but it's a lot of hard work and dedication and you don't have a lot of free time and it's it's tough on the body and yeah so you just pointed to some which and you made the the you looked at Terrell for so we're interested in his insights here but the <laughs> Peak performance aspect of being so locked in where you're almost, like you said, there's an adrenaline rush. You're so focused yeah. for a long period of time. What what do you think physicians, what happens to their bodies after they get done? Like, how do, you, how do they handle that amount of stress on the body? Or, or what are some ways that peak performers can, can help shake it off and release that tension? Well, surgeons especially the ones especially orthopedics who have to be in early in the morning and those uh, those surgeries are really long like six hours plus and they go to the gym they eat well most more orthopedics are quite healthy like very fit because you have to be it's kind of a demand of the profession 
um, even the older ones you'll see because you have to do heavy lifting and adjusting bones and drilling and screwing and, you know, all of that. It requires a lot. That's why it's very male dominated because it requires a lot of strength. You have to stay fit, focused, and you great, you know, you just build on that stamina. It's like mental mind over matter as well. So your body starts getting used to it, you know, at that optimal level of demand and, you know, focus required. It, it's, it's funny that you say that. It's yeah. similar to the field that I'm in. It, it's it's male dominated for one. And it I've seen the most egos. Men have the biggest egos. That's why a lot of associated are friends, which is just wild. I think we all should be able to work together and thrive together and learn from one another. Um, but uh, one thing I want to go back to the passion aspect. Yeah. I know you talked about your family being in the um in a certain field. Yes. Same with me. My entire my dad was a pastor. My entire family were ministers and pastors wow. in, in the church. And I was I guess they would call the rebel or the renegade. Mm-hmm. Um of course I grew up in a church but my path took me in a different direction. I started school being in an accounting field and you know I thought that's what I wanted to do until something kind of hit me and struck a nerve and said this is where you should go um so now i'm in the in the fourth form is training field which is you know we we always talk about passion thriving us um i just want to highlight because you know we've been connected to a lot of spiritually focused teachers that that to me they're high performers too i see the long hours they put in sometimes boundaries personal boundaries get pushed aside uh where it's really a calling um so i just want to you know first of all shout out to all the pastors, teachers, um, uh, yeah, you know, all think, the people who are yeah. doing that kind of work in families. But so great service. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a being of service. So what was it that, that you noticed that told you, right? First, your thought, your head said, maybe I want to try something different. But then something else took over that told you maybe I'm supposed to move into the. Um, I think one of the biggest things is I realized my foundation that I didn't have to be like everyone else um and two that i, I kind of listened to myself and trusted my myself and my intuition once i felt the fire to do something that's what pushed me i can't really say what it was well but well, well but let's hone in on that for a second because people are out there going well I, I come from a family and this is what we do like how did intuition show up for you was well, it, it was it, 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 it was it a it, moment was there was there just a noticing of this is who i am what told you it was okay to be unique and still be a performance coach well it you know my dad was the one that said if this is what you're gonna do go out and be the best at it he didn't pressure me so that was a lot of permission there well permission i, you know, I mean permission <laughs> emotional <amazing>. permission like <laughs> yeah. not yeah. not like it's okay that you do it Although there is a certain message of, as a man wanting mm-hmm. to hear from your father, this is a blessing for right. you to go in this different direction. Okay. I have the opposite of that, which I'll tell you later. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that that's is. key in success. When you have that, mm-hmm. even that little inkling of support or a little nod, as long as you don't hear that negative voice or any rejection, that doesn't create, that provides more certainty in you of doing it. Of course, we always have self doubt when we're choosing a 
different path. Mm-hmm. But when you know that you don't have people, the naysayers who are most important to you, then you can create that doubt amongst yourself and go through right, it. Right. But at least you don't have a negative voice. Well, it's yeah. actually, you know, and, and we're sorry to derail it. Go ahead. Yeah. We're going to go back right. to you. But, um, you know, when you, when you are given unconditional love and you are given acceptance, there's a different kind of pressure that comes from that. And I feel in a way the, the freedom where, you know, you do come from like, the, you, know, you don't, not every journey is about starting with adversity and mm-hmm. against all odds. Although we certainly are going to have athletes on this show that have done that and, and continue to fight daily because they're, they're launching themselves from something uncomfortable. There's also when you're given unconditional love, this tremendous pressure of like, Oh my God, what do I do now that I can pursue anything and everything? Right. I have the freedom. Now, how do I manifest from this place? And I know Dr. Stutes is going to tell us. Stuck I, want, with me. I want to hear what Darrell has to say. Yeah. He was wrapping up his. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go back. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, that gave me great confidence. You know, my dad was, wasn't the one that pushed me into something that he believed, which is one reason why I admire him for being one of passion father. We always had that line of, when we had our conversations, he didn't preach, had a conversation. And that even when things got hard, he would still have those conversations about, all right, keep doing it, handle the business and kind of figure out how to how to push yourself into the realm that you want to be in. It took six years till I actually started making sense. And he was still there just doing his thing. But how about when you, I know in the last year you went some transitions, you went on your own. Did you go to them? Like, were they still a resource? Is it hard to ask? So the initial transition phase when I moved from Houston to California, I did. Um, but I recently transitioned this year. He passed away two years ago. Oh, so the, the weirdest thing, I heard a lot of conversations kind of play themselves, you know, and now I'm able to kind of push myself and you know, just the stories and the things that we experienced has pushed me to continue to work and be the greatest, best I can be. And now I'm here and I'm in a good space right now. You're living on through the way. I am. And well, I'm glad when I hear you talk like that, me. it makes me feel closer to you. It makes me yeah. be like, yeah, I want to learn how to, you know, do a bone rub or learn how to work on the smoker. <laughs> These are skills. Rub. See, I don't just only talk about donuts. Yeah, dry rub. Thank you. <laughs> see, I need this class. Donuts. You it's, see, thank you. See, there's other areas where I need It's called a dry rub in Texas. We do a dry rub. We don't use the wood pellet. We use all charcoal and wood, which is, you know, it, it's mastery in itself. Is there a hint of, like, doubt or shame that comes up when you say, like, hey, I'm working in performance, yet I have these passions which are about enjoying life, and they're not just about staying on a X amount of calorie day diet. I think the biggest doubt for me is a lot of these things I just want to share. Even with my training, like, oh, you should do more. You should express a lot more to the world. Like, I, you know, I think I'm really good. A lot of people know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have to share with everybody, but it's a balance. That's the only doubt. Well, that's the key. The have to, this feeling of like, we're either it's guilt yeah. or fear or it's, you know, the message of we're not enough in our current capacity. Even though you're great, it's just getting to the next level because now you've created such a, a, a like a good foundation and right. platform that you know it can take it to the next level. But the next level has to be either we have to create our own goal 
all of that. We Absolutely. have to identify, I want to expand the realm. Yeah. I, t- um, I totally believe that. We, again, we're talking about passion, and I'm totally not passionate about like pushing it to that realm because I'm comfortable with what I've built. Right. You know, I haven't hit a spark to, oh, I need to do this. Well, that's the key to, you know, fulfillment <laughs> with where you're at. It's okay. You know, taking an athlete and telling them just you're going to go from training three times a week to five days a week, two a days. Yeah. If it's, if that person's not ready or they don't have a self-defined goal mm-hmm. to that, what's going to happen? It's all a mental capacity, like how mentally strong or how mentally aware this do you really want to do. That's really it, it desire. Starts, it yeah, comes it down to desire. Yeah. That's very interesting. A lot of people have built great careers and have a good foundation and service that they're providing. Like, it's a, it's a great accomplishment that Darrell has had and, you know, received. That's what happens with some people hear other voices and get confused and try to get to the next level mm-hmm. and dilute something so magnificent that they've built at such a high caliber and level recognition that agree. sometimes they lose what they started to come to do, mm-hmm. like what they started out doing and, and what they were attaining by having like other big investors come in or try to, you know, franchise on what they're doing in other cities and then you can't be everywhere at once and you know you kind of lose that spark or what you originally started with and you know that you have to kind of weigh and choose your options on what you want and where your pursuit is and what do what you want in terms of you know utilizing what you've already built and building on that and that I think comes with time and intuition and you know everything is timing I believe when it happens and when the opportunity comes along it's like serendipity you know it's time to take it to the next level or maybe tie up with somebody to kind of use what you've built and maybe bring it forward to people who might not be able to afford that at that level i I totally agree i came from experience where um one guy was the face and he wanted to expand and then a lot of people will only come to the company or the business because of god you know and then when you begin to expand and you can't meet the capacity of expansion no it becomes failure and now you oversaturate yourself into a space where you're not even wrecking anymore what's well, a it's a really good point Darrell and we, you know I just came from the annual association for sports psychology conference there are people there from the US national team it was George Mumford a mindfulness teacher he used to work with the Lakers and uh, the Bulls uh, Phil Jackson but when you talk about team dynamics same thing with being a peak performer going out into a business you're still on a team yes, sir. so role clarity you know and role acceptance is a big part of like a team feeling secure so it seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems some people go to the gym others may run but i've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing I'm taking Injitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real time classes so you can get a top notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to Injitsu.com slash Richard Listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. 
That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. If you're going out, that doesn't mean, you know, you want to create success in a, in a medical realm or in the acting realm or in the podcast realm, whatever realm you're seeking, knowing that you're okay with mm-hmm. your role and knowing that you're okay with somebody else who wants to do the market. Diversify the portfolio. Of course. And, yeah. and that can feel really yeah. secure. Knowing what I have to focus on, knowing what my job is when I show up helps ease my anxiety as a performer. Former, Absolutely. And taking on too many roles, it like floods the working memory. Mm-hmm. And and eventually, you know, you may become less effective. So I'm I'm always looking uh, at this stage for mentors, different professionals, giving me feedback about when I'm at kind of a saturation point, maybe when it's better to, because my monitor on taking on too much, it may be a little bit defunct. I mean, that <laughs> happened to me. I took a break from med school at one point point to see and reevaluate why I'm doing what I'm doing and thinking, hey, I can do it all. Like I can do acting, you know, training um, with like going to school as well on the side of having like a personal acting coach and also do medicine. And then I realized along the way, the main thing is to just focus on one thing and complete it. And that is what has been the biggest like backbone for me in terms of being able to be so confident and content in life and being able to branch out and do other things is by getting that medical degree, I completed it and it felt like this huge achievement. Meanwhile, I was like kind of diverting my energy into other things, trying to do it all in this time constraint that I had in my mind, which was brought on to me from just environmental conditioning, from just what I've heard growing up. There's a lifespan and women have a biological clock and you have to finish and graduate by this age, especially if you're in the medical line, you have to finish by this age because it takes a while to establish yourself. And I'm like, no, you know, there's no rules. I'll do what I feel, you know, is right. And then at one point when I told you I took a break is I started getting panic attacks and I've never, ever been an anxious person or have allowed stress to take over me, but it was a lot of family pressure. And I heard like voices. I mean, like I wasn't hearing them on a regular basis. It was just all that we take on from pressures that we perceive from just our external environment of observing what we've grown up with or family, friends, kids doing this and that. And then we get into that comparison game. And then you could just create this overachiever spirit or all these pressures. Meanwhile, there's nobody maybe putting pressure on you at that given time and moment, but you have to make sure at some point it becomes internalized that this is the way to success absolutely question it or step outside then there must be something wrong with me exactly that's why it's great to just stick to one finish it off and you feel like okay i've completed it rather than feeling like i'm not getting anywhere with everything else but um after that i felt like okay now i have this knowledge
college and I've accomplished something and I was able to like branch into other passions that I had and it just organically happened. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I had gotten into blockchain technology with a business partner and, you know, it didn't work out, but there was other things that I was passionate about and I put my 100% at that given time to try it all out. I mean, so what does that teach you about trying things that are outside the box and accepting failures? Um, It was tough because then you have people who are close to you, you know, very result oriented. I mean, even in certain cultures, it's like that or families who come from high backgrounds, like, you know, like doctors or lawyers, and they kind of go to school, pass their bar or exams, and then they start practicing and they have this fixed income coming in. And that's how they see it. It's just like a box. And I'm glad that now things have changed and that entrepreneur spirit is there where, you know, people can start pursuing and carving out their own niche in in their passions and following their dream of life. That's the type of drive that we all need. And then it'll hand in hand help with the depression and the anxiety that the whole world, not just the U.S., is suffering from. And young people who are getting these panic attacks and, you know, all of these other health issues are related to this nervousness and coming from our gut and this angst of expectations and social media doesn't help because everybody's in this comparison game and everybody has that perfect life and is just an influencer now, this word where everybody Mm -hmm. feels like any line of work I'm in, I should be an influencer, I should be Mm -hmm. famous, I should Mm -hmm. be having X amount of following, whether I'm a doctor or a nurse, forget about model actress or like anybody who's a blogger in fashion. So, you know, we just really need to get back to our passion and making sure we're surrounded by the right voices and influences around us. Even if you had negative voices or adversities when we were younger, to make sure you have key people around to be able to keep you on that path and focus and you know that you're doing it for yourself. You know, like... How did you do it since you shared about up through the panic attacks and through, you know, maybe the blockchain uh, experience? How did you find passion when you had all the conditioning to fall back upon that would be like, just, do you see, you should be, you should be practicing medicine now. Right. Time to, time to check it in. Even, even myself, I felt guilty when I would be around like really great doctors and I'd be sitting around and they'd ask, so what are you doing or what do you specialize in? And I had to stop explaining at one point because I felt like, why am I doing that? I was like, once you're confident and secure in who you are, you know, people just respect you. It doesn't matter if you have a degree or not. Just be good at what you do and just be very confident and passionate about it. Whatever step you are on the path of success, wherever you're at, you just embody that and you just give off that aura and energy and everything else just comes along with you. The opportunities you attract, you know, the experiences and the and the journey is just, you know, more fruitful. But the panic attack, getting back to that, I took a break. I decided to. I mean, that's unheard of, but I took a break to really get reconnected with myself, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, is it me who wants it or are there other influences? And I went back when I was, when I felt good, I, I traveled a little bit. I took time to reconnect myself and uh, became really healthy. I actually went to therapy for a little bit. It was very healthy. 
helpful. I had never seen a therapist prior to that. And, you know, just reevaluate everything in life and just kind of put foot down and get grounded and stop kind of flying through life because this is what you have to do. It's expected, you know, be a student for life and really reconnected with my real passion and dream. And everything just, I don't know, it felt like chaos at that time, but everything fell into place and it's just going like that since. And I finished and I decided I had tried a few businesses and finished and I'm like, what? Now I'm, I want a hundred percent focus on me. And that is that child artist that was always there. And it's time to nurture that right. because you only have one life and no one's going to live my life for me practicing medicine, not my parents, not anyone else who have all these expectations for me. And once you do that a hundred percent, like I did with my medicine and mm -hmm. I'm so blessed to be able to have pleaded that and have that knowledge and bring it forward that now I want to be able to do that without guilt in my acting wherever that takes me you know it'll all fall into place in the future you can't start trying to calculate make plans without even doing what you have to do so many things in there so, so, many, so many powerful yeah. you know you know finish what you start <laughs> take time to reevaluate take time for self-care you know what's funny I have these acting coaches and they know I don't initially I wouldn't tell them that I had a medical background and they would be like you know because I would have issues because you come from such a construct of medicine and mm -hmm. the way you come you know like it's a very brainy right. intellectual type of look uh, you know like approach to things and they want you to be vulnerable and you know emotional and connected and they told me you can't think with your brain and try to calculate things it's not like you're attaining a degree and there's this much of information that you need to take mm -hmm. cooking is like that as well it's like a passion it's like a it's like something you cultivate while you're right. doing it and you know you just kind of have to go with it and not put a time frame on it that i need like this many years of training to become great and become like wolfgang puck yeah. so in our brain though we put this pressure well i can't do this yet what does that mean professionally like, like as a business yet because i right. haven't done x y z right yeah so we're we put this pressure on ourselves now some of that i would start to look at right how much of this is my own expectation mm -hmm. if i do something that then has to yield to becoming a business or i'm not officially yeah. a cook until i can sell my my sauce on ebay <laughs> whatever right. it is right. that we start to right. make up you know yeah exactly yeah, and, and, and that's yeah. probably why you train elite athletes and why they come to you and so i'm not here to tell you how to do your job but what i would say is what we're learning from coaching like why do you try and practice the same way you play right you know whether it be in, in professional soccer or, or football why do you try and simulate situation why do you do a two-minute drill you know because having a successful completion of practice is still a performance metric so i know you don't want to be satisfied with the small win 
Americans, but at the same point, it is still successive approximation. You are shaping, you are reinforcing. I agree. You and know, all no. the repetitions that put in play led to the big go. That's right. So the biggest thing for me, I don't skip any small step, but certain moments, some things matter. So you're training them almost like every day, right? Of course. Quite a long time. They're with you for many, many hours. Yes, ma'am. So what about the other elements besides just the physical training? What are they doing in terms of their diet or their mindfulness? Like, what are the the other practices that you deal with or that you've seen get incorporated in them being able to perform and train with you before they're even hitting the field? That's a very good question. So with me specifically, I'm really confident in myself that I don't feel like I have to do everything. The one thing I do, I outsource. Okay. Some guys go to yoga. Some guys go to hot yoga. Some guys Pilates. Um, we recommend different traditional wellness coaches to them. I think that's very important to be emphasized. I think a lot of young people, and especially high school, college bound kids who are you know, interested in getting into sports, and nobody talks about besides the training and the mm-hmm. and the and the focus and the dedication required in performance. I don't think people talk enough about the other elements of being mindful and the nutrition that's required yeah. and the yoga it's so funny no one no one would even probably admit that they do yoga right. and that's very important to get flexibility when you're training so hard and all the lactic acid build up so these things i think we need to talk more about so so other other younger athletes understand that this is all part of high performance and to mm-hmm. get that performance on the field requires a well-nourished body a healthy stable mind and all of that in alignment leads to training well performance. performance. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. Of course. Or you haven't nourished yourself and eaten of and course. you have and you're like you have no energy yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. maximize. That's how you end up getting injuries, by the way. Yeah. I mean, if you're not having healthy, strong bones and muscles because you haven't had a proper diet in the last few months, and then you're trying to perform and train at this optimal level and your body is not adjusted to doing that that's when you start having other breakdowns and that's a big separation point working with high school athletes or trying to play in college that you notice right and i hear like oh you know this one on snapchat uh you know they were up till 2 a.m and they had to be at the field at eight and maybe it doesn't show up for that game maybe they still look fast for the first Mm -hmm. half and they got a goal so it kind of slides under the radar, but long term. Dis-ease is what shows up later. Like, yeah, when you're younger, you can recover quickly, you of know, course. with the hangovers and the partying <laughs> and the lack of sleep. And then it catches up on you. And all that training you did in your younger years to get to that level, that's when you start having other issues pop up. Even if you might be, perf- you know, like healthy at that point, it's the previous years of 
damage that you're supposed to build up on that show yeah. up at the wrong time. Flexibility. Kobe Bryant took like a scientific approach going to clinics, platelet, mm-hmm. PRP, yeah. treatments for his to, to keep his body. Uh, he also began to incorporate some of the uh, Buddhist teachings from, from George Monk. Mindfulness really? teachings. Yes, the mindfulness, yeah. the so, chanting, the peace. They talk a lot about that. I haven't read Kobe's book, but I know he does. Um, we have only a few minutes left, so I wanted to give Dr. Gupta a chance to just share quickly the biggest benefit after you've studied um, yoga, Hinduism, Kabbalah, um, Kundalini yoga. Uh, what's the biggest benefit of spiritual practice on health? And share a little bit about uh, healthy donut choices. If you are a passionate <laughs> food fan, what are some choices you can make? Well, Richard st- here is obsessed <laughs> with donuts, and he always brings some unhealthy options. It was so, once. Let's clarify. Well, it was Diwali yesterday, so we give. I'm Indian, so we give. It was our New Year's. It's uh-huh. it's like festival of lights and just bringing prosperity and all of that into our lives. So we give sweets, and um, so I wanted to make a point <laughs> <laughs> about the donut choice. Because it's vegan, sugar-free, or naturally sweetened by the banana and everything used, soy-free, gluten-free. And it tastes delicious. So even with sweet treats and choices we make in our lives for our gut health, which is like our second brain, the gut, it you know, it, it's, it's the key. Like the 70%, almost more than 70% of serotonin is made in the gut. People don't know that. That's like the feel-good hormone and helps with our mental emotional state all of this what we put into our body what we listen to what we watch what we read the people we surround ourselves with is all incorporated incorporating our formants our dream of life our passion because these negative in you know negative influences or even like eating unhealthy i mean of course i'm not trying to be a strickler here it's it's okay to cheat and enjoy what you like, but I think that just making healthier choices helps in, you know, just being a more functional human being. What's one or two things we can do to improve our gut brain? Our gut brain? Uh, eating clean. <laughs> That's a term. Is that a term? Yeah, it it's gut brain health, actually. There's a lot of doctors and psychologists, they, they focus <laughs> on gut health. All diseases lie in the gut. It's It was a saying from, you know, by the old Greek philosophers. But I mean, that's where medicine is going back. I think everybody, whether it's in the psychology field or the medical field, they're integrating holistic approaches because it's it's our environmental conditioning. And that's why I call myself like a believer in integrative functional health is because you have to you have to look at the body as a holistic aspect, a whole body, uh, you know, aspect, not just, you know, disease control. I mean, by symptomatic suppression and looking at just, you know, whatever the diagnostics are showing and a pill curing it or a, you know, like a surgery. So getting back to the things you mentioned, like my journey in delving deep into spirituality and world religions and just trying different type of yogas, I think it's the breath. Breath work, you know, is very helpful. And I think in all professions, 
they tell you breathe, even if you're training and working out in the mm-hmm. gym or doing Pilates. Um, we forget to breathe sometimes when we're just kind of like in the zone, in this like adrenaline mode, or like we're just kind of busy and people just fuel themselves with caffeine. And it's like driving a car with no fuel. You know, you need to nourish yourself. And breath work helps you sometimes when you take time out of your day to kind of like learn how to engage your core and your and your diaphragm and just breathe. And that allows like oxygen to go through all your organs and helps yes. you think better and calm you down. And the same thing with, you know, eating healthy, mindful practices, whatever it is, creatively, if you like cook, if you like to like sculpt or you're into fashion or whatever, like arts or the, the time you take to exercise or do yoga. I mean, you have to take that time out for yourself every day and that'll help you kind of focus your energy on what you really want to pursue. And of course, a well-nourished mind and body is how you pursue your passion in life and can kind of block out the noise and it gives you a a stronger voice and following your intuition and and just everything else becomes just a little bit more clearer because you know everybody's struggling nowadays with all this noise and this monkey mind and and they're just trying to figure out what's the quick fix on you know getting that you said all that because i'll tell a lot of my clients that don't have a gym membership you know even walking sometimes i walk to or from the gym is more precious than the time in the gym because of time where I'm mindful and slowing down, getting the nervous system resettled. Yeah, being um, in nature and just kind of taking that time out for yourself. Yeah, Thoreau is, is meditating for us here. <laughs> Dr. Gupta, if people would like to consult with you on spirituality as a spokesperson, acting, they want to place you in their next <laughs> film. Uh, right. Right now I'll stick to the wellness, okay. but yes, that's my personal passion and pursuit in the arts. But how can people get a hold of you? Stuti Gupta on Twitter, S T U T I I G U P T A A, and the same for Instagram. And then it's Stuti Gupta Official, which is S T U T I G U P T A Official at uh, on Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please. If you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens, or Instagram, Richard Listens. Uh, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. 
Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.